Hello. Hi. Welcome, welcome. All right. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining. I'm Olivia with Bonfire Live, and it's officially spooky season. So I hope on this fall day, you have your cup of coffee or afternoon tea and are curled around a fire like I am, because we are ready to get started with another episode of Fireside Chat where we just get to sit down and have personal conversations and learn from some of our favorite members of the artist community. <laughs> In the past, we've had musicians, comedians, even a professor. But today, I'm so excited because I am talking with actress, author, and podcast host, Candy Washington. <laughs> Hi! Hi, everyone. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited just to chat and to hang out. Yes, we are so excited to have you, and I know you've been so busy with a lot of really exciting endeavors, so excited to learn <laughs> more. Well, yeah. first, I know you recently released a book called Triggered, so tell us about the premise of this book and your inspiration. Oh, you have it right there. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! So Triggered basically explores what happens to a young woman when her childhood is stolen from her and she doesn't have the time to really create her own identity. So without giving too much away, the protagonist is Sophie Whitley. And when she was younger, her mother actually left her father and her family for her father's best friend and started like an entire new family. So she kind of had to step into like the surrogate mother role and almost like wife, almost, even like with her father. So they have this weird like codependent relationship and she takes that into her adult life. So now she's like in her 20s, she's living in LA, she works at this amazing, uh, you know, advertising agency, but she's still very stifled. She doesn't have her own sense of self, her own sense of power or voice. And then she has a very overbearing powerful best friend named Heather Chen who kind of takes over everything she's very narcissistic she really uses uh, Sophie in different ways and then Heather goes missing da 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 and there's all <laughs> these different suspects on who did it and Sophie's yeah. like I want to figure out who took my friend even though she's really shady I want to figure out who who took her but simultaneously she's also coming into her own like womanhood sexuality she has this really intriguing client who sort of propositions her in a really fun fun way and so she has to decide am i going to do this am i going to take that next level come into my own awakening or am i going to go find my own best friend and kind of go back into my my you know shell but there's a lot of twists and turns it's actually very very dark and very very tense so I suggest wow. everyone pick it up and it's available where all books are sold. Barnes and Nobles, Amazon, Google Play, Apple, Goodreads. And I'm starting a virtual book club called Triggered oh. Thursdays on my IGTV. The first one will be this Thursday where I just dive into some burning questions on Triggered about frenemies, love, womanhood, and uh, some of those dark turns. Think about Gone Girl. There's oh my some, goodness. There's some good ones in there. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, everyone, Thanks. go get her book triggered. I'm literally triggered. Like, on my feet listening to this <laughs> synopsis. Uh, and especially, this is such good. a great time to like kind of sit down with the book. It's getting a little colder outside. Um, and I exactly. know like, uh, 
I especially went through this big phase where I was really into like thriller type books. So um, that's super awesome. I'll definitely yeah. have to read that. But yeah. how, how'd you even get into writing? How did you discover that passion? So I've always loved writing. Like when I grew up, this is going to sound a little cheesy, maybe a little Pollyanna, but I used to write church plays and me and my family, <laughs> I know this sounds really crazy. <laughs> me and my, I know I'm aware. <laughs> me, and, <laughs> me and my family would perform them at like our like church. So yeah. that's kind of how I started. And I would write poetry and short stories growing up and so I've always just really loved writing I actually studied philosophy um in college so it was always writing and what I loved about that was like it turned you into not just a great writer but also a critical thinker so I would have to think well what are my beliefs what do I think but then what would someone who thinks the opposite think and why do they think it and then how am I going to substantiate what I think against that so I really wow. learned how to think in different perspectives. And so that kind of led me into more writing um, fiction where it's, I have to get, you know, well, what is Sophie's perspective? How does she talk? What does she think? What are her drivers? But then what's Heather's perspective? Sure, she's sort of like the villain of the story, but, you know, no villain thinks they're evil. So like, what is really her driving force? How does she talk? How does she move? Like, what would she say? And then, you know, the other characters in the book, you know, they have... Um, her other friend is Kyle and he's like this fabulous, you know, gay guy who's just like yeah. the bee's knees. And it's like, well, what does he say? What is his cadence? What is his perspective? So it really helped me to figure out how do I not just talk from one perspective, but from multiple perspectives and make it believable in those different relationships. So that's kind of how I get started. And then this actually um, is the, the novel full version to a short story I had written before called The Third, and it was a uh, novella. And people were like, well, what happens? What does she choose? Like, we want to know, because I left it on a cliffhanger. And oh. I just, I, yeah, I had just left it, like, because the way I left The Third was, does she go into the room, the hotel room, or does she not? And I don't say what she does. I left it up to the reader to decide what happens to her. And people were just like, no, you need to tell us. Like, does she go in? Does she not go in? What happens? Like, we need to know. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just write the full book. And so Triggered is really um, the extended story of, of, of the third, which was cool. So that's kind of how it came about. Like, I wasn't even really going to write the full thing. I kind of just wrote the short story. But yeah, got to give people what they want. <laughs> yeah, no, that's incredible. And <laughs> yeah. I, I thank you for sharing that because – for someone that's not a writer, I don't. I never really thought in depth about like the process it takes to really write a like um, successful story and um, like one that really speaks to people and keeps people engaged. And uh, there's just there's so much psychology almost behind that. Absolutely, and and to that point, for me, when I write, whether it's a short a short story or a novel or a script, even um, I think we'll talk about the short film in a little bit. Um, I always want to make sure it's rooted in humanity, in the human experience, and the human condition, so that anyone who's watching this, you know, guy, girl, you know, straight, mm -hmm. gay, black, white, whatever, they're like, oh, yeah, me too. I know a time where I felt insecure. I know there was a time where I felt less than. I know there was a time when I felt amazing. I know what it feels like to be in love. I know what it feels like to yeah. be heartbroken. You know, all of those elements that just make up, you know, humanity and, like, just this human. Yeah 
yeah. experience that we have. So every time I write something, it's A, usually inspired by or rooted in something either I've experienced myself or like a close friend or like a loved one. But then I always tweak it and expand it and it, it becomes its own thing. It's all fiction and made up, but it's right. always rooted in in a real human experience and that, that I think I want to share with other people so they can say, yeah, I, I dealt with that too. You mm -hmm. know, I, I understand it. I get it. Yeah. That's, I, yeah. I think that's just so special and what's so amazing about writing and novels and music and all of that is to have something that you can relate to, but also have mm -hmm. that escape at the same time, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Cause there's no consequences. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm writing in, in the book and it's crazy. There's like all these like trysts and murders and kidnappings, like all this crazy stuff. So it's like, of course, that's not what's happening in like your actual reality. Yeah. But it's nice to like, what if with it to mm -hmm. kind of just go there and get lost in it. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, it's fun. Have your imagination flourish. And, uh, <laughs> back in my day, I did write a couple of screenplays <laughs> in seventh grade with my best friend. That's awesome. <laughs> so if you ever see that, no. Uh, that was yes. about my only dabble in that. But this is a great segue because you also like wrote, produced, acted in yeah. a short film, Narcissist. What yeah. did you tell us more about that? Yeah, so Narcissist really takes a look at accountability in the digital era. So if you are a social media influencer, a YouTuber, reality star, um, you know, all of these like sexy buzzwords, poppy people, it really takes into account what is your responsibility to your audience. So you're asking them either to like engage with your content, you're getting money from all these brands, or you're getting like different product deals. But are you exploiting them? Like, is your content actually authentic and genuine? And is it actually adding value to their lives? Or are you playing on their insecurities? Or are you playing on their need to, to fit in or their need to feel less than? Like, is somebody looking at your work and they're thinking, oh, well, I'm not on a yacht in Ibiza. Or I don't have, like, that hairstyle. I don't have those clothes. I don't have that body. I don't have that boyfriend or whatever it is. Are you actually adding value or are you playing to their lower faculties? And so in Narcissist, um, the, my character is Sienna James and she's sort of this like tragic, think like a Lindsay Lohan type, um, you know, like influencer, reality star person. And one of her followers commits suicide after watching like one of her drunken rants on like Instagram live or whatever. So now she started, so now she started therapy. She wants to figure out like, well, am I responsible for that? Am I not responsible for that? You know, are her parents responsible? She was probably depressed. Are the people at school responsible? She was getting bullied at school. So it just really brings into who is responsible. And my personal opinion, I, I always leave it up to the audience, but my personal opinion is that we're all responsible. You know, if you have a platform and you have a voice, you have to be intentional with the content that you're giving out to people. But then we also individually have to be responsible for how we consume things. And remember that it's all just entertainment. It's all cropped, photoshopped. You know, it's all this very highly curated, you know, essential like vision mood board of somebody's highlights are not indicative of a real life thing. So I think it's twofold. I think as the content creator, as the influencer, as the starlet, yes, be mindful of what you're putting out there. But also when you're consuming the content, 
have perspective that your life is still valuable and meaningful regardless of how many followers you have or how many likes you get or you don't have to compare yourself to everyone because you don't really know what's going on behind the scenes and to that point what's going on behind the scenes, it actually shows that Sienna is actually very like depressed and sad, even though she's living this like glamorous life, you know, mm -hmm. on her reality show and on Instagram, everything looks fabulous and shiny and sexy and cool. But on the inside, she lacks value and she lacks self worth and she's super, super low self esteem. And you kind of see that journey that she has uh, with her with her therapist throughout, and uh, that one's also a twist that I'm not gonna tell. You have to watch and get to the end to see what the twist is. It's a juicy one. So you can't. Yeah. Tell. I like I like psychological thrillers, so that's what I tend to write and create. I always like a little twist. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a fun, fun little dark twist at the end, but mm -hmm. but yeah, it, it kind of calls into that. Like, mm -hmm. what is accountability first self accountability are you being accountable for yourself and your perspective and then secondly are you being accountable to the content that you're putting out there and the people that is con are consuming it because if you are an influencer you are looking to them to monetize your content in some type of way so if you're getting something from them what are you giving back and that's mm -hmm. sort of the essence of it to, and kind of look at influencers in a different way too i think sometimes people think it's like a very easy shiny like i just rolled out of bed like this job but there's yeah. so many things that go into it like editorial calendars and shooting and editing and photographers and videographers and all that mm -hmm. time and like working for free until you get paid to work so, yeah. it's, so it's like any other job you know it's like you're an right. intern until you're not an intern and things like that so i think sometimes people forget like they think it's all glossy but they mm -hmm. forget the, the, the grit under the gloss and that's mm -hmm. kind of what the show is, or the, the, the show. <laughs> it can be a show, call me. <laughs> what the short film is about, yeah. Yeah, no, that's incredible that you're, like you're even saying, like using your platform to create this uh, social commentary on something so, so relevant and prevalent in our society right now and something that people really struggle with. I mean, just um, comparison via social media is something people really have a hard time kind of turning off. Um, exactly. And so just bringing that to light is really cool. Um, and just sounds like a super exciting and, <laughs> and interesting short film. So uh, I'm excited to watch that. And yeah. you can find that on Amazon Prime, right? Yes. Yes, on Amazon Prime and on SoFi TV. Okay. So everyone... Yeah. She has her little uh, thriller uh, short <laughs> film uh, that yeah. you can find on Amazon Prime and her uh, book. Oh uh, but that also uh, leads me into like my last question. Yeah. When it's so hard um, because you're always seeing people um, that seem to be doing better than you on social media and mm -hmm. bigger, prettier, richer, what have you. Uh, I know something that's important to you is self-care. Can you yes. just tell us a little more about what you're doing to kind of help people uh, who uh, maybe are listening and struggling with self-love and care? Absolutely. So to me, self-care and overall wellness is super important and super imperative, especially during these times, like mm -hmm. more than ever, I find. And what I'm really doing to help that is one, I have a podcast. It's the Sugar Pills Podcast, a practical guide to self-care. Because when wellness and self-care boomed, it was all about face mask and Epsom salt. 
uh, baths and getting the latest pedicure. And like, it was, it was very curated for a certain, like, it, like economic level or a certain leisure lifestyle. But that's not really what the essence of self-care is. Self-care is really honoring the unique space that you take up in this world and filling your cup first. Mm -hmm. So I really wanted to teach other people practical ways to implement self-care routines that A, don't cost money or don't cost a lot of money, and B, that actually makes sense and that's practical and you can apply it to your life. Like, mm -hmm. for example, how does having healthy boundaries actually affect your life? To me, being able to identify what your boundaries are, which is just like knowing, understanding, and implementing what your limits are. Like, for example, something we could all relate to, right? Say you're like a girl and you're hanging out with a guy and he kind of wants to be like just friends with benefits, but you like really want the relationship. So it's mm -hmm. like, what are your boundaries? Like, right? what are you really going to say? Hey, well, if we're going to have this type of relationship, then these are the things that I want and need in order to feel secure. You know, how do you communicate what your needs are and know what your needs are in a healthy way? Same thing with boundaries in a professional setting, right? Hey, like I'm an Instagram influencer. You want to work with me? You know, what is your rate for this collaboration? Like my boundary is I'm going to create value for you. You have to create value for me. I'm not just going to work for free or just work for, you know, um, products. You know, this lip gloss is not going to pay my rent. You know what I mean? So what are your boundaries in your personal relationships? What are your boundaries in your professional relationships and like that's just like one example of of health care of, of self-care because when you have mm -hmm. the mentality of my I am my own first and best priority I'm gonna take time to take care of myself I'm gonna meditate I'm gonna journal I'm gonna walk in nature I'm gonna seek support you know I'm going to learn you know how to implement boundaries what what are they even you know I'm gonna learn what my standards are I'm gonna create a tribe of people who are my supporters and a community like all of those little things to create a holistic life of, of wellness and support you know saying no is a full sentence like I used to have the hardest and a lot of unfortunately a lot of women particularly have this problem have a I used to have the hardest time saying no I was like well they're gonna think I'm mean they're gonna think I'm you know bossy they're gonna think well who does she think she is like all I used to have all that stuff going on but yeah. when I learned that my no is a no and my yes and a yes and both of those end with a period I was able to fully show up for myself and to communicate to other people how they were gonna treat me right Right. Because there's always that, but that saying, it's like, um, when people, it's Maya Angelou, right? When people show you who they are, believe them. So that works both ways. You also have to show people who you are. Are you a person that has boundaries and standards and you're clear on who you are and what you want? Or are you a person that's kind of like wishy-washy on it? You're like, okay, well, I yeah. set this boundary, but now I'm going back on it. Then, then that person goes, oh, well, I know I can walk over you. Oh, I know I can take advantage of you, right? So if you don't respect your own boundaries and standards, nobody else will. Um, mm -hmm. But also give yourself grace that if you get kind of wishy-washy on your boundaries, you can always go back and reaffirm them. Mm -hmm. You know, just because you went back at it once, like you are the authority on you. So you can always say, okay, yeah, I said this. Maybe I went back. You know what? I'm a human. I make mistakes. I go back. Whatever. 
<laughs> like now I'm reaffirming it. Yeah. Um, and so those are just some of the things I talk about on my podcast. Um, I also talk about, you know, freeways to practice self care, like med- uh, meditation. My last episode was how to self soothe during a pandemic. Cause I know right now it's a very crazy time. Yeah. Um, on, on what to do that. Um, I have another episode coming up on how to deal with rejection because that's a big mm-hmm. thing, especially as creative professionals, you know, whether you are an actor, musician, writer, we get so caught up in the products we're creating. We see them as a part of ourselves rather than separate from ourselves. So it's like if I go on audition and I don't get it, I think, oh, I'm being rejected. They're rejecting me. But they're really not. It's just you weren't a fit for that character. Okay. Right. You know, so it's like, how do you separate yeah. that? And then how do you also get that perspective around just because I'm getting, I'm a, a, like a perceived rejection, right? Whether it's like, oh, I didn't get the part or at, like my friend is no longer my friend or I'm going through this bad breakup. How do you shift your perspective from this is a rejection to all that which comes to pass is for my greatest good. So I know that whatever is happening now down the road, it's, it's actually going to work out for me. And so I yeah. give people practical tools that they can implement to, to get to that mindset. You know, how do you go from I'm rejected to I'm protected? And so that's really what the podcast is. It's like breaking down actionable insights on self-care and what does that really mean and how can that actually add joy and happiness and health to your life that goes beyond the face mask it goes beyond you know the spa days which are great don't get me wrong I'm obsessed with a face mask (laughs) once COVID is over like let's do spa days all day like definitely but at the same time I want to make sure that people have a clear understanding that self-care is really about knowing your self-worth your self-love your Mm self-esteem and realizing that the operative word in that is self and it comes from you and it comes from within and don't give your power to anyone else regardless of what anybody says in this world i don't care if it's your mom father boss best friend boyfriend girlfriend dog walker i don't care who it is don't give your power away don't let anyone make you feel that you are less worthy less important and less valuable because that's garbage and not true you are intrinsically valuable and worthy and deserving simply because you are. And that's really what's my purpose for um, the podcast. Cause I had to learn that. Like I had to figure yeah. that out. You know, I, w- I went from a, vi- I grew up in upstate New York, very sheltered, you know, went to DC and Georgetown. And then I came out in the real world and I was like, what? glasses which I still do you, you know you never want to become cynical you don't become bitter you don't want to become negative none of those things but you want to become empowered and so when I came to LA I was like what do you mean everybody doesn't want to collaborate and have fun <laughs> like what do you what do you mean we're not all just gonna like hold hands and kumbaya I'm confused <laughs> yeah I, I learned real quick I learned real quick that you have to be your own advocate you have to be your best yeah. friend you have to be discerning you have to have your no be a no and you have to really look out for yourself not in a selfish malicious way but just in a very aware discerning way in order to be like a functioning healthy happy competent adult because it's okay to let toxic friends go it's okay to let toxic relationships go it's okay to let jobs that no longer serve you go and just trust that you will be protected 
your tribe will come your partner will come that job will come but what won't come is this time again that you have this is your one precious life so Mm -hmm. when i really realized that the most precious commodity we have in this world is time because that's the one thing you cannot create and that's the one thing you can never get back so really be intentional about how you spend your time and your energy and your effort because unfortunately the time we have on this earth is finite so use it to be full of joy fill up the space that you take without apology you deserve to be here you deserve to be heard you have a unique gift and if anybody is coming for you if you have any haters haters gonna hate let it go (laughs) you keep moving on you keep pushing and you stay focused on what your goals are and that's just really how, how you have to be. You got to let like, let it roll off your back and keep it pushing mm-hmm. and like, just do you and, and everything else will fall into place. Yeah. 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 Wow. I'm feeling so empowered right now. Yes, you oh, should. Oh my God. You're like a amazing. gorgeous, smart, beautiful young woman. <laughs> yes. People oh, better. <laughs> yes. <laughs> better oh, move. So wonderful. Oh. You better shake it. <laughs> you, you definitely have just a, a talent and, and skill for building people up, which I think yes. is so special and not always easy to come by. But no, to recap yeah. on this whole convo, we talked about so <laughs> many amazing things. First, everyone, go check out Candy's new novel. Uh, it's called Triggered. She has it right here. You can find it at any place you'd find a book, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. And if you like psychological thrillers, she just uh, had a new short film, an indie short film. And then she also is the queen of self-care and self-love. And if you are someone that's struggling with that or just needs a little extra boost, go find her. Go to her Instagram at Candy Washington or go to her website, candywashington.com for all things. Perfect. Yes. Uh, thank you so much for talking with us today. This thank was so you. wonderful. What a little pick me up for myself as well. Um, yeah, I love learning more about you. Yeah, anytime. I appreciate you having me, and I just honor the time that we had together. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye.